I'm Dr. Gene Hemsler, and you're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. For more than 25 years, my associates and I have been providing straightforward, no-nonsense advice for your financial questions. Email us at drgene at hemsler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, March 20th, Good morning. What up, fam? You're listening to Atlanta's longest-running, most-respected money show on radio, Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon, and I'm here today with Jarrett McKenzie. Yes, up, sir. Yeah. Glad to be back. Go. All the way from Paulding County. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to ask you to kick the mud off your shoes a little better before you come oh, in the room. I did. Yeah, oh, I, got, I, got, I got the word on the way in. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> we also have Jacob Keene, who uh, works down in the belly of the beast with uh, with me, uh, research analysts. Jacob? Yeah. That's hey. right. Yeah. Yeah, what's going on? Loads of fun, Jacob. All all the knowledge. There you go. Jacob is a uh, CFA charter holder, and uh, is that uh, good? That's that's relatively yeah, yeah. There we go. Well, a year, year and a half in now. Uh, with uh, pre-COVID, with how the calendar is going lately, I, it could have been a year, it could have been eight. <laughs> yeah. I don't Five know. Minutes ago. Yeah. It's all running together. <laughs> Who there knows? I don't yeah. even know what day of the week it is. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it has been that start <laughs> to the year. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Jarrett, on the other hand, is a financial planner in our planning and implementation department at Hensler Financial, and Jarrett uh, is a CFP certificate. There you go. As well as a uh, CWS. That's right. Right. Uh, Certified cert- wealth strategist. There we go. Right. Uh, so um, you got you got. He's a quarterback. Right? Yeah. Is that what it is? Tossing the pigskin. Really college just like the alphabet soup, you know. <laughs> let's see what we can do. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> so uh, let's talk a little bit about the stock market. Why not? Hey. That's that's, uh, that's what, what we're here for, right? Touch on that at some point. Speaking. Yeah. So the market, I mean, you know, Bill always, when he's on the show, he'll say that the market's going to be flat. He could have been right. Had he been on the show last week, market down 0.12%. I, I would give him that. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, you get a little it's, it's close enough. Yeah. Um, but it seldom happens that way. Uh, it's it's really tough to call that one and be be precise. It's the reason I do the lazy man thing. Mm. I know the market's up more often than it's down, so what do I say, everybody? <laughs> Sorry. Right, Sorry, the, I just spoiled the end of the show for you. But Yeah, uh, but when it's flat, you get to say unch, which is a cool unch. word to say. Unch is really <laughs> cool. Unch, as yeah. in short for unchanged. It's yep. kind of strange yeah. with all the volatility that there's been, though. I mean, you think with everything the way it's been moving, that, man, for it to end that close to being actually flat is kind of oh. interesting. Just shocking moves, really, if you look at the difference between the Dow and the NASDAQ. It's like one day the Dow will be up 2%, NASDAQ's now 1%. Yeah. Next day, vice versa. Yeah. It's no just doubt. shocking well, for a position in the market overall. Mm-hmm. And you see, you see, you know, 
Energy's had a stellar year, but look what happened this week. <laughs> yeah, down six and a half percent. Yikes! How yeah. in the world are Yikes. you going to have? I'll take a six percent pullback after what a hundred and nineteen percent since last March. I yeah, twelve month, twelve months. Not bad. No big deal. Hundred. That's not bad. Nineteen point two three percent on energy. Wow. That probably beats the assumptions in your financial planning, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's a By little what, bit. Like tenfold. Uh, <laughs> it's a little bit, a little bit higher than what we normally assume. <laughs> yeah, and uh, last year's story all year long was information technology, but with the swoon that we've seen uh, just in the last, you know, month, two months, uh, energy's like middle of the. I mean, uh, information technology's middle of the packs, up seventy eight point six percent. Which how in the world is that the middle of the pack? <laughs> I know. Right. I was thinking that. Yeah, uh, I mean, the big loser is only up seventeen percent, which is utilities, and then uh, consumer staples are up twenty two point three eight percent. So, uh, really wild swings. Materials. Who invests heavily in materials? Yeah, no kidding. Not too many people, but up ninety five percent since. Uh, Last year, this time. Well, it's, uh, the inflation trade overall is just catching steam. I That's mean, you take energy, is. materials, yep. Yep. financials, industrials. I yep. mean, there's really, I, it's hard to say exactly when it happened, but it feels like there was a regime shift come like September, October of last year. That's when it started. Yeah. When rates started to pick up. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, part of it is you think about a lot of these growth stocks. Which growth is we uh, we talk about all the time. Growth is crush value, but value is actually outperforming this year. If you think about how you value these growth stocks, well, all your cash flows are way off in the future. Right. Mm-hmm. So what happens when rates go higher? Well, you got to discount those cash flows even exactly. more than you know looking at some of these more cyclical names that are trading at ten times earnings, where you can just get your money. Yeah. Year after year after year, you don't yeah. really have to worry about. Inflation. Don't really have to worry about growth, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, At all, yeah. You know, you're you're going to get it because even if it goes sideways, if earnings go sideways for a while, uh, yeah. your cash flows don't change significantly. Yeah, but, if no one's mm-hmm. expecting the the you know world to be turned on its ear by you. Well, so, you could do a lot worse than get paid five percent to sit on your hands. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's true. Exactly. When you're dealing with a dividend stock, that's really what you're what you're talking about. And Jacob. Uh, you know, uh, September, uh, end of July at least, we were still looking at uh, the 10-year Treasury 0.5 percent. It's it's gone it's gone moon it's trade it's trading like Bitcoin now. Well, it's, it's moon, yeah, rates are moonshotted. So are the, I, are, are the are the Zoomers trading rates now? It's it's yeah. wild. Yeah. Zoomers, it's a, I, we're it's up Zoomers trade. We're up 22 bips on the 10-year yeah. this week. Point alone. two percent in that, a week. Now, I, it, for, it the, for the like average listener, lot. for the average listener, they're like twenty-two bips. That's nothing. That right. does not happen. Right. Like rates are moving up rapidly, and I think it's some of it's real rates, some of it's inflation expectations. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. It, it feels like the market's sniffing out some inflation on the horizon, and maybe even calling the Fed's bluff on you know. Are yeah, you really going to wait a few years to hike? Yeah. Right, and and the Fed did tell us that this week. I mean, that's a, a good mm-hmm. tie-in. Uh, Fed told us, yeah, we see it all. Um, we're going to have some uh, significant growth, probably one of the best uh, years of earnings growth in uh, you know at least the last 40 years, maybe since the end of uh, World War II. And yeah, so what? We're not changing. 
Well, I'm curious to see, though, how, because I know, Jacob, you made this point a while back, and I've used it with a lot of clients to give them some perspective, because it is a great point, but how much now with the rise in energy cost that that's going to start eating into these earnings of the companies that looked like they were crushing it last year, and to some extent they were, Yeah. but part of that was because, I mean, if you think about these global supply chains of Walmart and Amazon and, you know, Procter & Gamble, all these companies, a big part of the reason why they did so well is because they had such low energy costs throughout the year for the that's most True. Yeah, so how, how much of an effect will that have? You know, and it's good that we've got a hedge, as you described it, Jacob, whenever we were talking about it. And that's why we wanted to keep that exposure in our portfolios is because that is inevitably going to happen. The question is, to what extent? Right. Oh, yeah. We were in the, the watching CNBC, what, half a year ago? They were talking about <laughs> energy completely uninvestable. We just stayed the course. <laughs> yeah. Got our 120%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, I mean... Uh, it, Anyone, anyone that looks at, you know, oil falling or, you know, feels like, you know, it's going to be a tough environment in energy, I always just say, well, what's your, if you don't own energy, what's your portfolio going to look like when Iran goes nuclear and yeah. oil is at 250? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to have some. You got to yeah, have and, and the thing is, little. you know, we're talking about inflation, but if you look at the official numbers, we went from 1.4% at the beginning of the year on CPI. It's now one seven. Well, <laughs> I feel like I feel like they kind of admitted with the recent report that a lot of it was uh, sort of uh, derived and not actually. Yeah. Um, it, we won't get into that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. to your point about rising energy prices, not only you know directly into corporate earnings, but we look at you know this month's retail sales. What were we down three uh, percent? In February, it, right? You know how much of that is people feeling the crunch at the mm-hmm. pump? They're starting to travel oh, yeah. more. They're trying to get starting to get out more. Yeah. Um, well, that's true. My wife was pressure. just asking me about that. I said, "Don't worry, we got plenty of energy in the portfolio." It's a hitch. <laughs> okay. There you go. You know, I'm, right. I'm okay with a little bit higher price at the pump if I got some exposure. It's all the more reason to to make sure you got some. You know what? Yeah. That, I, that brings up a great point because I've had that conversation with my dad before. He used to tell me that he he really hated. Having to buy gas when it was, you know, like in 2008 when oil prices went over 140 bucks a barrel, Mm -hmm. uh, he was complaining. I said, well, the best thing you can do is just buy you some energy stock and forget about it. (laughs) Because then it's kind of a hedge to your general spending, your your life in general, right? Because uh, even though it costs more at the pump, you can smile a little bit Mm -hmm. because you know your investment portfolio is benefiting uh, your wealth. Usually, I just pull up my Schwab account on my phone whenever I'm pumping gas. Look at it. it. Yeah, don't settle. Don't don't be one of these psychopaths that that day trades their the tank in their car. They're like, well, I think gas prices might be down tomorrow. I'll just do a couple gallons for now. I'm not gonna fill up. (laughs) Get five on two. I'll tell you what I've done, and I've done this since I could actually fill my tank up for about twenty bucks. I have dollar cost average gas for at least the last oh, you're, years. Yeah, there you I go. I swear to you, I'm at thirty bucks now, and I do it yeah. religiously. That's a pretty sensible way to well, do it. Yeah. That's yeah. why you're the CIO. <laughs> you know, I don't that's know right. if diversify your risk. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing this a long time. Listen, first on his resume, I DCA my gas. That's right. Any more questions? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's take a real quick break. When we get back, we will have a dog of the week, and uh, we'll get into a financial situation that uh, we've uh, we've had a few questions on. It's very topical. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. 
something similar to this um you know talking about uh, other countries doing this but uh literally we have a dog of the week this week and it's really more than just one so tomorrow we have nascar in town down at atlanta motor speedway in hampton and uh nascar the company that runs the races has said that they are going to have a team of COVID dogs on site, walking around, sniffing the crew in the infield, and anyone who um, the dogs alert on, which they can do this to 98% effectiveness within 30 seconds. That's a whole lot better than a vaccine, isn't it? Yeah. I, oh, my you know, gosh. Who knew but you could the smell dog, COVID? The dogs I didn't even know it can smell. smell COVID, and... They're they're uh, going to use them at NASCAR. Now they're not going to sniff fans in the stands. They are going to have some fans, you know, at Sunday's race, but uh, very limited. They are not going to sniff the drivers, but it's really more crew and infield uh, workers so that uh, they can feel more secure about what's going on. Now they have left the door open to the possibility of having those dogs in other places. And I I just want to ask Jared, what do you think? happens in a crowd of nascar fans when a police with a dog shows up <laughs> what, what are they going to think uh-huh. i'm sure that's going to get a little I mean, crazy next thing you know they're going to be at bonnaroo in tennessee <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. that better not hang around for long <laughs> oh man but what are you going to do if you got you know qualm about that like who knows if the dog's right yeah it's 98 percent effect but what if it's well they say that if you if you if the dog alerts then they'll take other measures and these people you know they're associated with a with a nascar team or with the company itself so you know they've more or less given over themselves to to uh, making sure that the environment is safe as possible so you know this is not this is not Joe Public that's going to show up to a race, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and have to say, yeah, it's it's good for your dog to sniff around <laughs> and tell me if I have COVID. Yeah. I, I got to be honest with you. I think I would like to see just how that procedure yeah, works. That would be interesting. That's, uh, that's pretty bold. 98% effectiveness. Mm-hmm. That's well, those, I don't know if it's yeah. cadaver dogs as well. I mean, if they're the ones that are doing it, I know obviously those, those cadaver dogs are usually not... Uh, Looking for that kind of thing, but right, you right. know, I mean, still, if they can do that for, but I for, bet you they could find my shoes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're trained to find anything. That's the thing. How do we know where they're just looking for COVID? Now, now they're just invading you in all kind of stuff. Like, oh, right. well, how much can that dog smell? Yeah, that's what can happen in a NASCAR race. <laughs> yeah, that's we're not going to be worried saying. about them detecting yeah. COVID. I don't want to park end up with, anymore. <laughs> I'm going to end up with overdoses from people yeah. swallowing all their drugs exactly. just trying to hide. Like, it. oh, don't no, he's just looking for COVID. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. You can keep that, sir. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't don't be throwing it on the ground. My dog will eat it. And the next thing you know, we won't be able to tell for COVID. Wow, this is just anyway, out of hand these uh, days. Yeah, it's it's absolutely nuts. But uh, I, like I say, it's not the first story we've used on the dog of the week. 
but it has finally arrived. I, we are there. I just like the I just like the image of that happening at a different venue. You like go to the doctor for a COVID test, and the doctor just walks in a dog. <laughs> <laughs> the dog's yeah. got like a stethoscope around. Right. That's true. <laughs> what is this going to lead to? I mean, yeah, I mean, if the dog oh can do man. a better job than the doctor, robots robots are stealing our jobs. Now the dogs are going to start stealing our jobs. I will I will say though, I, I probably would be more confident in the dog just knowing how good of a sense of smell they have than some of these thermometers. You know, there's been right. a couple of events that I've been to that happen, right. and I'm like, really? I yeah. Mean, yeah, your, uh, your temperature is 83 degrees. It's like, are you sure? <laughs> like, okay, then I'm good, right? Yeah. Are you sure? As long as it's not 104, yeah. I don't think in. I'm alive. Exactly. Yeah. Well, not only that, I've heard stories of people that, that you know, were perfectly healthy going in some place, being in a hot car last summer, mm-hmm. uh, going in a place and uh, being ran out more or less because they were at 100.3 sir you are sick you must wow. leave it's crazy uh, you know one of the one of the guys that works here at Hensler Financial actually ran into that so wow uh, yeah it's uh, it's bizarre you can you can argue it either way but I, I would love to see the science behind the COVID sniffing dog um, but I'm telling you they they swear by this so hmm. Uh, if it if it helps that. if it helps keep from spreading the disease then okay yeah. go for it. But all right, so um, we've got a situation that we wanted to uh, run through uh, through the mill today. Um, there's all kind of things, new things to invest in, and uh, we got this uh, situation. We're going to form it in the in a question, and I'll go ahead and read it. I have been reading more and more about SPACs. NFTs, cryptocurrencies, blockchain, are these the new alternative class of investments? Uh, I've tinkered outside of my wealth management purview for uh, with futures, equity, crowdfunding, and commodities, primarily gold. But this new stuff, are uh, these viable investments? Do I need to diversify with NFTs? Am I missing something by not getting in on a SPAC? Uh, the one big thing I think we can agree on is that cryptocurrency hasn't taken hold, but the blockchain technology is viable. Now, you know, I think from a currency point of view, that last statement is probably correct. I don't know of very many people that are really making transactions with a cryptocurrency. I wouldn't necessarily say that it hasn't taken hold. There's a whole lot of folks that are still investing there. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think if you want to start there, I mean... It's like uh, Bitcoin itself has, what, 70% market share in crypto, right? It's right. probably got the yeah. most network effects. Most popular. Really, the way I look at it is it's a speculative alternative asset class, a la gold, with a lot more volatility. Mm-hmm. But due to the scarcity itself um, and the technology where you know it's not hard to foresee a future where there are transactions occurring in some cryptocurrency, whether it be Bitcoin or something else. Right. I think there's a potential there, but it does give you a way to opt out of, you know, the monetary system sure. in the global monetary system. No one can just say, I'm going to print more Bitcoin. Yeah. I mean, there's only so many. So in that context, if you compare it to gold, well, it's already gotten to the point where it's probably 10% of the size of the entire gold market. So even if you say, okay, it's sort of digital gold, well, what's the upside case from here? I would say probably market getting to the size of around gold, at least until it becomes less volatile and more tr- transactional, 
Well, what's the downside case too? Like zero, really? Yeah. Right. You mm-hmm. could. You could. So if you understand those risks sure. and you want to take a few percent, you know, you're a young young guy. You know, you're yeah. Not risk averse. You know, I'm, I wouldn't call you crazy to you know buy a crypto, but if you think you're just going to pile all your money in crypto and retire on a yacht somewhere, <laughs> well, at this point, yeah. I think you'd have a lot more fun in Vegas if you just took the same money there. Right. Because right. until it actually becomes a, a currency that we can transact with, which to some degree you can now. I mean, it's not as though it's not being used that way to an extent, but it's not nearly as widely used or uh, I would say acceptable as gold. I mean, you know, or, or especially the the greenback and other forms of, of actual currency. But yeah, and and oh by the way. You know, if I handed you a dollar right now, would the government know about it? I mean, if you want to be truly anonymous, couldn't I just walk around with a wad of cash in my Mm. pocket and still have an anonymous transaction that didn't have to be electronic? Sure. I mean, and that's the thing. It wouldn't even be tracked on a blockchain. So, you know. The one benefit is there is, I mean, we're very U.S.-centric in the way we think about things, but there is some pretty attractive global mobility with cryptocurrency. If you think you live in a place like North Korea or Venezuela where... Sure, where they're having uh, who major knows, issues. Yeah, who, I mean, who knows how much your currency is going to be, wor- be worth tomorrow. Right. I think that presents an attractive uh, position. But it's... I mean, to your point, Jarrett, central banks, they buy gold. Yeah. They wouldn't buy it if they don't think it has some form of value in mm-hmm. their... I haven't heard of. I mean, maybe there is. I haven't heard of the central bank buying Bitcoin yet. I haven't either. Well, yeah. and I think that the point I'm making too is that you know, look, that until it becomes that, you really are just speculating. You, you're you're investing in something, uh, you know, quote unquote, investing in something that really you don't know. You you can't determine the value, uh, like you can a company, especially. Right. You can't necessarily yeah. do that with gold, but it's it's a lot more difficult to to do that. And so until we kind of cross over that threshold, I think it's it's going to always just be a bet you're making which is why i made the vegas comment. sure right and yeah and i think uh, i mean we need to we need to jump into the nfts and SPACs as well to fully answer the question but to your point with speculation i mean i just sort of zoom out and it's it, it was with cause i mean we had a, a deep deep recession you know the world was on fire but if you look at the gl- growth of the money supply i mean if you look at like m1 right now it's like the money supply is up 70% yeah, year over year ridiculous mm-hmm. right when you just throw hot money at the economy and As hope it finds its way into good spots right. productive spots there's also going to be people who are willing to speculate hoping that one day someone's going to buy the asset from them even mm-hmm. though you know yeah, it doesn't you know have any intrin- right. true intrinsic value right. exactly. and that's what we're seeing with a lot of you know these 50 time sales tech stocks cryptocurrencies SPACs NFTs no doubt. and we'll we'll jump in we'll, we'll jump into that after the break Troy. yeah no doubt uh, I've got a couple of follow ups on some of that but uh, we will talk some more about these speculative investments after the break stick around you're listening to Money Talks In recent months, economic activity picked up. We can't deal with an economic crisis until you beat the pandemic. The ups are down. Which way will it go? We're here to keep you informed. This This is Money Talks. We're back. I'm Troy Harmon here today with... 
Jacob Keen and Jarrett McKenzie, and uh, we've been talking about alternative investments. If uh, you have a question you would like for us to answer on the air, we would love to hear from you. Uh, our question hotline number is one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. The way it works, you call, you'll get our message. Uh, recorded message at the beep you will give us your recorded message including your question we will play that question on the air and answer right behind it if you prefer instead to talk to a human being you can call 770-429-9166 ask for the radio show or kelly lynn and uh, she will take down your question and get it to us and we'll answer on the air or you can email us which seems to be a more popular venue for questions uh, and that email address is drgene at hensler.com, spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Now, if you like to do homework, which, uh, you know, I wish you were my kid, uh, if <laughs> yeah, that really. be the case, Jared, you, you haven't helped anybody do some homework. Well, isn't all work homework right now for kids? Well, not all of it, but a lot of it, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if you want to do your own homework, you can go to our website, Hensler.com, spelled in the same way, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Uh, we've got lots and lots of information about investing, uh, saving, financial planning, uh, tax, um, you know, even responses to uh, COVID and, and uh, PPP from last year and lots of good information that you can source at your fingertips just using the Internet. So Hensler.com. Uh, so, guys, in uh, in our previous uh, segment, we were talking about cryptocurrency. And, Jared, you made the comment that, uh, you know, it, it's uh, not even um, necessary that, transactions can occur with uh, cryptocurrencies. We have been seeing more and more of that, but so. uh, my point would be, if you're going to buy cryptocurrency, I, I would agree with you, Jacob. It's, uh, it is a speculation, so if you're going to speculate, why not spread out the wealth a little bit? Uh, there's pretty good arguments as to why Bitcoin struggles so much to be a transactional currency, uh, probably the largest portion of which is the fact that the blockchain actually slows it down. It takes you know somewhere mm -hmm. on average of two and a half minutes just to have one of the more efficient uh, transactions through Bitcoin. So you know, think about if we only use Bitcoin at Christmas. Uh, there, there are folks out there that say if you do the math real quick, you can only have about I think it's 10 million a month transactions in uh, Bitcoin. Oh, really? So yeah, so uh, you know, ask Visa and Mastercard if that's enough. I, I would <laughs> bet you they say they mm, have a few more. Yeah, and right. and that's those are global companies, and you could argue Bitcoin, Jacob. You already mentioned this. There's some reasons that if you were in another country. You would want to uh, do that. In fact, some of the bigger miners have come from China, and they set up their operations uh, very close to rivers, so they have uh, good access to cooling and uh, you know minimum energy requirements and stuff like that. So yeah, I, th I think. And there's another uh, thing I wanted to mention, but I think the way I think about it is like the 
the word cryptocurrency is almost a misnomer because what we've seen so far, it's not really transactional. It's more just another asset class. Yeah, I agree. People yeah. use it to invest. Yeah, you it's, know, it's just something else to buy and you hope it goes up. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and uh, the one thing I was going to mention, I, I think a lot of people fail to understand that there's immense amounts of leverage in cryptocurrency. So the U.S. brokers don't allow much leverage, but there's overseas brokers. So people can buy Bitcoin in the U.S., put it in their Coinbase wallet, move it to an overseas broker like Binance, and mm-hmm. they'll give you 20, 30 times leverage yeah. on your crypto. So there's rampant leverage, and anytime you see that in a marketplace, that adds to volatility and right. you know cause for concern risk-wise. So yeah. just keep that in mind if, if you do dabble. Right. Uh, well, in one of, the, one of the more recent developments, I know MasterCard came out and said that they're going to uh, – they're, they're contemplating allowing uh, – cryptocurrencies to be used transactionally so that they would actually translate from crypto to some other currency. And they deal with a lot of currencies. So uh, the problem is when you keep reading, they said also that uh, they have to make sure that it's not being used uh, in a way that uh, would uh, get them in trouble basically with the regulators. Yeah. Meaning that you you've got to have some clarity. You can't uh, allow people to to make transactions that would be for money laundering. Uh, they've got to still follow the anti money laundering rules, and they also don't want to use a, a crypto that has so much volatility or is only used for investment. Mm-hmm. Now, what we've just talked about, my opinion, knocks Bitcoin out of the water. I mean, Bitcoin. Ethereum, any of those are a bit more volatile than they would want. Right. And who wants to deal with a Bitcoin? Or but maybe they'll support stable coins. Yeah. And right. the thing of it is, so is stable coin popular at all? Uh, yeah. I I'd say Tether. There's a lot of Tether yeah. transactions out there, which. Let's not get in the weeds. I'm with you. Let's talk. Let's talk NFTs. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. So the the, you blockchain, take the blockchain technology that was created, with and you're like, how Bitcoin. how do we turn it into more money? Right. And they're like, well, we'll start selling little gifs. Yes, <laughs> and that's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> so right. it's just a, a an electronic created piece of we'll call it art. Some of them are arts, some right. of them are sports events. Mm-hmm. So uh, NFT stands for non-fungible token. So you, you 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 can't really exchange it. You have the digital rights to the asset. Right. Uh, effectively. Like you own that asset. And there have been some where it seems reasonable and it's you know a, a beautiful work of art and then there's some that's just it almost feels like a meme. Yeah. Um, so as far as should you participate? A lot of art seems like that to me. Yeah, but should, hey, you're casting should the pearls you, before the swine. Right, right. But if the question is should you participate in NFTs, I would say resoundingly no. Right. The only really cool way I can picture NFTs uh, adding value in you know the economy broadly is if you, if you think of creative pursuits where there's a lot of middlemen. So if you think you're like a, a recording artist, right, and you sure. make an album, well, you got to sign with the label. Everyone's going to get a cut. You got to pay your manager. Where you could just post your album online and say, I'll sell yeah. the rights to this entire album for 15 million, and maybe somebody buys it. Yeah, it's yeah. like Martin Shkreli bought. The Wu Tang album way back when. All right. You know, I forgot all the about digital, the you have the digital rights to, you know. Um, so oh. that's the only, like, real reasonable application I've seen. Everything else just. 
Well, I did it's see that, absurd. that uh, it's Rob like when Gronkowski they... recently created a, a, um, a digital uh, trading card, his yeah. football <laughs> trading card, as an NFT, and it's I think it's either for sale or has been sold. Yeah, it's like when the guy stuck the banana on the wall with duct tape is sold for a hundred thousand <laughs> it's like if that's yeah. your thing yeah go for it it's not i wouldn't say it's an investment a la buying a um a, a, fi- a fine piece of art or jewelry yeah, uh, yeah. there's something tangible there that yeah. you got i mean right. whether it's that or real estate or any of that and but maybe i'm just maybe i'm just being a boomer i don't know yeah, i don't, <laughs> I don't right. get it i think that yeah. overall i mean if you can't determine the value of something you should probably stay away from it because how do you ever know if you're underpaying, overpaying? Yeah. If somebody, you know, how do you know what to ask for something if you are trying to get rid of it? Right. And and besides that, even if you had it, and let's say you could determine the value, but nobody else can reasonably do that, who's going to buy that from you or be willing to accept it as payment in, in anyways? Yeah. You know? So uh, Jared, I thought you were talking about NFTs, but now it sounds like you might be talking about SPACs. Yeah. I'm yeah there's about a, all these. There's <laughs> a common there's a common theme theme in all of this though, right? It's mm-hmm. scarcity. Yeah. All right. Bitcoin's scarce. NFTs are even more scarce. There's only one of them. Right. SPACs, oh, what even is that? Are it's, they scarce? It's scarce because when they launch, they don't even have anything inside of them. So it's right. really just... That's the thing. None of those hope. things that you just right. mentioned are people buying because they have done what we do, which right. is the analysis to determine what we think something is worth. Check out the fundamentals and determine yeah. the value. And and to be honest, we, a true investment in our book is... Uh, an identifiable future stream of cash flows, and what we usually do is use uh, some sort of calculation to determine the cost of capital it would take to purchase that future stream of cash flows, and we discount them back to a current value. And that's, you know, this is this is the way that uh, we were taught by Benjamin Graham back in the mm-hmm, what was yeah. it, the 30s, yeah. uh, 40s, uh, the guy that taught um, Warren Buffett. Uh, how to invest mm-hmm. and you know it's it's widely known widely used uh, still has great logic behind it and you know that's that's where we believe you're going to be best I mean and, still and you might get picked off things change you yeah. got to stay on top of it but reality is if you're going to invest in the truest sense of the word not speculate you need to do some homework and you need to be able to work on something that is that actually has identifiable uh, mm-hmm. You know, commercial value to it. Yeah. No, you wouldn't right. buy a house without getting an appraisal, would you? I would. Why do they have not. appraisals? Hmm. Yeah. Just think about that too. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, not all that weird when you consider it in that manner. All right, guys. Well, let's uh, stop here for a real quick break. When we come back, we'll uh, get into more finance. Money talks. We'll be right back. you a long time, Doctor. I consider you one of my most valuable long-term investments. And when it comes to my investments, I always do my homework. We're back. You're listening to 
Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Jacob Keen and Jarrett McKenzie. I almost swapped y'all's first and last names. I don't. I mean, Whoa. stop that. It's a good thing. Ever been Jarrett Keen? No, I guess not. <laughs> Can't say that I have. Doesn't roll off the tongue. In my <laughs> mind. That's no, right. no, he did. Jarrett by any other name would still not be a rose. Mm-hmm. I said still not be. A rose. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's good. All stuff. right. Uh, so um, you know we've been answering quite a few. Uh, what if questions, if you have uh, your question that you would like for us to answer on the air, uh, hopefully financial. I mean, I'm not going to delve into <laughs> parenting, although Jared probably would, you know, be a great source it's, to ask that. I'm an open book. Uh, don't ask Jacob, though, because he's not going to be any help on the parenting uh, <laughs> thing. Uh, well, maybe he yeah. is. I don't know. Maybe he yeah, is. I, just I had a Tamagotchi once. <laughs> that, makes you, that makes you a good dad. You All go. right. Well, you got it. Uh, anyway, if you have questions about your uh, financial situation, we'd love to hear from you. You can call our question hotline, 1-855-429-9166. The way it works, you'll hear our uh, recorded message at the beep. You'll leave yours, including your question. We play it on the air and answer right behind it. If you prefer instead to talk to a human being, you can call 770-429-9166 and uh, ask for the radio show or Kelly Lynn. She'll get you to us, and we'll get uh, that question answered on the air. Or you can email us, drgeneensler.com is our address. Uh, that's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Or you can go to our website, hensler.com. There's a plethora, a cornucopia, Spill a up. load of information <laughs> that you can find on our website, hensler.com, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. So, uh, guys, uh, we were talking about SPACs. Jacob, you did point out during the break that we really didn't flesh out the definition that is short for something, right? Yes, special purpose acquisition company. It's basically a company with no operations. None, yeah. And they will raise money with the intent to acquire companies in the future. And with the frenzy that we've seen in emergent tech and, you know, these companies like Tesla, AI, whatever, whatever the buzzword du jour is, uh, these managers are going out and saying, all right, we're going to IPO this SPAC. We intend to acquire, you know, these private companies. So it's... There, or, or even public companies in some instances, um, the intent initially was to give people access to more venture capital, but it's gotten more and more absurd right. by the day. I mean, we're talking tens of billions of dollars that w- we cleared in the last year in these SPACs. It's, it's not something I would be interested in. No, not at all. Uh, There's plenty of great managers out there mm-hmm. that already have investments, and you can know what they are. Right. And that's if I was going to be investing my money in a publicly traded company, I would want there to be a company behind it, not uh, handing a blank check to a manager that I don't know and may not even have uh, you know any right. proven skills. Uh, what you're doing, if you do that, is you're, you're buying the man. You're saying Colin Kaepernick doesn't have any... <laughs> I don't know what he's been doing. Last I saw him, he was on the football field. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I think most well. of those people, they convince them to be a part of it to try and attract more yeah. investors, but they, yeah, they're not really making decisions, I wouldn't think. Right. And, and then the question it's is, who is and, and how much prowess do they have? And, and you're right, Jacob. Wild, wild west. It's I, the wild west. I think of everything we've talked about today, the SPAC to me is probably the one that, uh, you know is is potentially the most dangerous part of it is you're giving your money to a company who's going to report you uh profitability 
They're also going to report to you. They're taking your money. I mean, they custody your assets. Uh, it seems. I bet Bernie Madoff would love these things. Oh, yeah. man. He's probably reading about them in his cell right now. Yeah, why thinking. couldn't I have done it that <laughs> way? Uh, and, and that's the bad thing, Jared. I mean, mm-hmm. it truly is, you know, there's a lot of risk. Well, that's there, why I'm so. so surprised about the regulation or the lack thereof so far because, I mean, how do they know that there's not a bunch of money laundering going on? It seems wide open for something like that to happen. Sure. I mean, probably not for long, but for right now, I mean, you definitely run the risk. Until of, it happens. They won't regulate it until it happens. Yeah, yeah. That, that's true. No one, no one's screaming at their congressman right mm-hmm. now, congressperson right mm-hmm. now. Yep. Well, about, what do you oh, think? these facts. Next, next ten years, you think we get that? Until someone goes to oh, zero, no then they're going to be like, we have how'd you let this happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now it's all, it's all the regulators' fault. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got another question here we wanted to cover. Uh, and uh, it's E.K. He writes, uh, listening to your show a few weeks ago when uh, you were mentioning some electric vehicle stocks, and someone said GM does not meet your investment criteria. That would have probably been me. Uh, <laughs> would you briefly explain your criteria? Uh, what stats do you look at? I don't want to uh, try to learn to analyze on your level, but uh, do want to know about a few highlights. It uh, breaks your heart, doesn't it, Troy? Yeah. Because you're a GM guy. Well, you got the GM I, truck. I, I do have the truck, but I've yeah. always said that just because you like the product doesn't mean yeah, it's a good investment. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, True. yeah, but I mean, I am a GM guy. I'm, I'm Chevy to the bone, but uh, anyway. The, well, I'll let you speak to the criteria. I can I can talk about GM, but. Yeah, so we talk, we talk uh, quite a bit about, um, you know, criteria, investment criteria. Financial strength and safety is the way that we couch it. Uh, much of that language is uh, derived from the sources that we often use, which are value line and uh, S&P, Standard & Poor's, uh, who do look at companies and rate them in certain ways. We take the top uh, three ratings uh, from um, S&P according to their uh, dividend and earnings safety, or quality rather. Yeah. And then uh, value line is uh, strength is and safety. Financial strength and, and ultimately, safety. Ultimately, it's, we're talking probably three or four main factors that we're looking at, sure. right? Yeah, predictable earning. First, is the company profitable? Right. What a what a novel idea. Do they actually yeah. make money? Right. Are they consistently profitable? Right. Do they have a consistent earning stream, or is it one year they made five dollars a share, the next year they made fifty cents a share, the next yep. year they made three? We want a nice steady earning stream. You said it perfectly in two words: predictable earnings. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we do look on some level for the level of profitability. Right. What are margins? Right. And then finally. Do they have a ton of debt? Right. Or is the balance sheet right. nice and healthy? Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't bother us so much if a company's got significant debt as long as their earnings are sufficient to service that debt. So, yeah. uh, you know, we don't want anything that's going to be remotely in the path of uh, potential bankruptcy, and that's where we try to avoid with our criteria. And mm-hmm. speaking to GM specifically, there is... A decent bit of earnings variability if you look over the past handful of years. But I think the bigger concern is in that industry and with the legacy of GM having gone bankrupt, that definitely hurts their overall. Sure, and that wasn't Um, so long ago. Within that industry, it's not extremely profitable. And even though if you look at their debt relative to their equity, it's only like two times debt to equity. If you look at their debt to uh, operating earnings... 
their debt is like five times operating earnings, which you start to see leverage like that. That's when you're getting into the territory of like junk bonds. Right. So a typical company, if you just want to absolutely back of the envelope, it typical company we buy, their corporate debt's going to be rated investment grade. Right. Yeah. And investment grade is like triple B plus. Yeah. Right? At least. Or yeah. better. Or yeah. you're not worried about them paying. Right. <laughs> yeah. You you want to make yeah. sure that you're gonna. Uh, not have a bankruptcy event. I mean, that's the big thing. All right. Uh, so, um, you know, that being said, let's cover one more real quick. Jared, you say you've been getting this question a lot, too. But uh, Monica and Matthew write, uh, do you know if they will suspend the RMD again for 2021? Uh, we'd like to not take our RMD if they plan on suspending them for the year. Uh, I know they gave us an opportunity to uh, recontribute our RMDs in 2020, but uh, it was difficult to untangle the recontribution and tax already withheld. How long should we wait? Well, that <clears throat> depends on how quickly you need the money. Because I wouldn't <laughs> I take guess. anything from an IRA that you don't actually need. So unless taxable you, accounts, right? Exactly. First. Yeah. So that's there's going to be a tax uh, liability associated with that. And so to the extent you can live off of whatever other monies you have until you know the answer, at least through the end of the year, then yeah, you should live off of that and, and wait. But for those people that you know need to go ahead and take it, you, you can't avoid taking it if you've got to have it, right? So if it does get reversed, you might be able to put some of that back, or if you've come into some other funds, then you could just reverse it. But the answer to the question is no, we don't yet know if it's going to be suspended. Uh, and so, you know, of course, we didn't know that either about the tax deadline, and nobody thought it would get extended, which it just did. Yeah. Uh, so it's certainly possible, but I would say at this point, it's unlikely that they will forego that much tax revenue two years in a row. Uh, so that's highly unlikely. And nobody forces you to take all of your R&D at once. Right, correct. So you can nibble. Do it in pieces. All right. Mark it up or down, guys. I say mark it up. Got to be up. I say unch. Unch. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.